you are new to Take 10, you are in for a treat. I'm Ron Aaron, and we bring you every week Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert in addictions. Carol Zerniel is with us as well. Carol is well known in uh, her field of aging, is indeed uh, uh, the executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, and serves as the uh, head of uh, social responsibility for WellMed Medical Management. And I could go on, but we, uh, we'd, we'd be out of time. So, Carol, you've got an idea for what we're going to talk about. Right. Well, um, I've been reading emails from caregivers and from organizations that serve caregivers, and they've been talking about how difficult COVID has been, that it has increased social isolation. And I always remember uh, Dr. Jamie's first three rules of caregiving are don't isolate, don't isolate, and don't isolate. Welcome and to COVID. So, so I'm wondering, um, Amy, why is that a rule? Why is it important? I mean, maybe there are caregivers out there who think that's just normal. That's caregiving is to be at home with your loved one. That's it. Why do you say don't isolate? You know, Carol, you're so right that we do have that sort of misperception that we need to be home with our loved one. It comes from many things in our mind. One is the shame and stigma. One is that we don't believe our loved one uh, can use the stimuli around us. First of all, that's a misnomer. And the reason uh, is simply the same as to answer your question is that we as human beings get socially regulated. Literally, our neurological system, our mind and our body are connected. I'm not going off into some Freudian or Jungian or psychoanalytic place now. I'm talking literally the physiology of our autonomic nervous system and how it interacts with our body and the medical side. It gets socially regulated by being with somebody else. It's the vagal nervous sort of theory. I mean, where we have to be with non-toxic, with positive, supportive people. And I just want to mention that we have literally during COVID taken this, you know, social distancing and totally screwed it up and put in emotional isolation. So it's no wonder you're hearing what you're hearing. Well, I think that's interesting. What you just said about social distancing does not equal isolation, social isolation. Um, And so if I'm a caregiver, how do I balance that fear of everybody out there is a danger to me with cutting everybody off out of my life? Well, that's a great question. And I'm sure you and Ron have your own bubbles that you probably have developed over time. And my father is 93 years old and his wife, I literally haven't seen him in uh, about eight months, which is absolutely amazing given the sign of the times. But he socially regulates literally with his his wife who has a wonderful relationship with him and, and enjoys their connection. You, Carol, you, Ron, probably have a circle that you kind of, and a small circle at that, but people who possibly you can mitigate the risk, not ever have be perfect. Don't let obviously perfection get in the way of good here, but you have a little bubble, let's say that you connect with. So if you're now a caregiver with your loved one and let's say you're faith-based, let's say you can go online, which is never going to be a substitute or you have a small bubble, encourage yourself to connect, 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 because the importance of the human connection can't be more stated. Uh, I can state it neurologically. I can say it medically, but it can't be more stated psychologically. Well, Zoom is great, but it's not fulfilling. It's not, right. It's artificial. 
And I'm working with addicts and alcoholics now coming out of treatment. And AA, which has always been the transformational program for somebody who has an addiction, lived on the sponsor's sponsee, the connection of going to meetings, to the fact of listening to stories. And there was an energy, the polyvagal theory energy, where you were kind of socially sort of regulated. Well, now that we're discharging addicts and alcoholics and telling them to go to Zoom for their sessions for Alcoholics Anonymous or for Codependency Anonymous, and you're 100% right, it just doesn't cut it. So we really are seeing many, many more people relapse as a result of not having this sort of community, small, albeit, that you can connect to and socially regulate with. That's an interesting story. Yeah, it's also sad, too, because my, my niece is one of those addicts, and, and I'm working right now on a discharge plan for her up in Jacksonville, and she doesn't have a real grasp of connection. She Her parents were challenging at best, and so AA is a corrective emotional experience, as any group or support group even, like Carol uh, has in Caregiver SOS. So without that sort of real human connection, I'm really kind of scared, and I, I do believe she's at a higher risk to relapse when I send her to a sober home. Let me remind you, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. We come to you every week with an interesting topic on Take 10 today, talking about social isolation and caregiving. Carol? Right. Well, I was thinking about all the concern about variants, right? We're just getting some vaccine out. Um, In some parts of the country, winter, it's not 12 inches of snow here uh, in Texas, today uh, or in Florida, but, you know, we've got other parts of the country that are heavy duty into winter. Uh, and depending on the weather, you can get out or not get out. Uh, but with the var- these, these variants that are so much more infectious, um, do you think, Jamie, that we need to plan ahead for that social interaction, even if it's electronic, um, if we can't get out because it's winter or we can't get out because our community spread or we're just that concerned? Well, Carol, you're a great gerontologist and you get seniors probably better than anybody. So what you just suggested, I think, is ideal. Ideal in in a challenging situation, really connecting in life is is where we want to be. But if you can't even schedule ahead, like you just mentioned, so it's actually you get into a routine of connection, albeit like Rodden says, Zoom may be it. Um, But for sure, that scheduling, that kind of returning to some normal sort of cadence in one's life is much more reassuring and neurologically better than strictly isolating. Isolating literally, and you know, this has been equated to 15 cigarettes a day in terms of what medically does to our body. Well, I read an interesting story about someone who's spending COVID and, and every week they pick one person they haven't spoken to in forever, in years. And they track that person down and call them and have just a touch base. You know, I'm still alive. You're still alive. It's been 20 years. Uh, and they're trying to have a touch base reconnection with those folks that meant something to them at one point and they're still curious about, maybe not best friends anymore. I just thought that was an interesting thing because sometimes we get stumped uh, about who, who would we talk to or we don't want to talk to our family or hear about other, you know, hear their problems. We know those, but it might be interesting to, you know, go back a little bit and find someone we're just curious about. How I do did. That's powerful. I think you should really initiate though that kind of ideas too in caregiver SOS. I'm sure you already are ahead of the game because to me, that's a backup plan. It's like my nephew who 
knew that he couldn't fly as a steward for America, and he then became a, an x-ray tech. But you're saying catch up with old friends, catch up with people you've not connected with, make it a plan to create a community that you once had, enrich that. I think that's, that's a wonderful idea for our caregivers listening to this. So tell me how you made that leap from he couldn't be a steward and now he's an x-ray tech. Uh, he's he's smart as a whip. He's ten steps ahead of the undertaker. I can tell you that because uh, his, his other niece, of course, always tells me that. But he now is an X-ray tech, and while he's grounded or while he's waiting for the planes to come back, he's actually working in or, in the hospital as a Lord. Orlando Memorial. I think he just put in a backup plan. We all need a backup plan. I think COVID has told us that. And Carol says we now have a social kind of backup plan. Rather than sit there isolated, why don't we reconnect with those people out there that we've not connected with? That's a pretty good idea. The other thing that you said, Jamie, is don't let good get or perfect get in the way of good. And so, yes, Zoom telephones are not the same as being there in person, but They are better than staring at the walls. They are better than no interaction. Um, And they can lead to other things as well. You learn about something else that's going on. I also read about a woman who, you know, somebody told her that she just was so depressed and sitting in the house all the time, just go outside for a few minutes, which led to her bumping into people who also went outside for a few minutes, which led to her um, starting to help uh, organize a garbage pickup just in their little local park. So once a week, go out and pick up garbage. Well, that made her feel better. She was contributing back and it wasn't caregiving. So, you know, things like that, your interactions lead to other adventures. Absolutely. I think I tell you that mental decline that we can have from social isolation, what you just suggested, Zoom is better than. It's, it's like chicken soup. It can't hurt. It may not be the solution today we want, but like the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. That Bingo. was a great song. Got to stop you right there. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. Thank you, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Take 10.